Hi, this is Chris Cluey, and you're listening to Best Threesome Ever. Welcome to Best Threesome Ever, a podcast discussing all things revolving around nerdy pop culture. Probably not what you were expecting, but it's just as fun. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Rob, and Kevin. Here we go, best threesome ever, episode 73. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm, I'm Kevin. And it's our three-year anniversary, kids. Wee. Yay. Oh, I love you guys. Doing this for three Jesus. years. Jesus Christ. I know. It came up. three more years. <laughs> and that's it. Then we're done. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're done after six. <laughs> done after six, you guys. If my brain was working better, I could find I could think of some fancy fun term for our three 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 survey three survey. I don't know. Three anniversary. Three anniversary. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds the worst. Anniversary three. Ah, stop it. Best anniversary three. No, 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 not that. So yeah, it's our three years. Uh, so this will probably be published probably right around the time that our actual first episode was published, which was. Hot Chicks and Star Wars, if you can remember that back. <laughs> Hot Chicks and Star Wars. What? I'm sorry, I just looked up what the three-year anniversary uh, traditional gift theme is. Shit. Is yeah. it poop? Nope. Paper. Boys, it's leather. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road. All right, the safe word is anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's way too likely to be used in casual, sexy conversation. It's probably right, true. enough. Farfig Nugent. That's still also... Google horn. <laughs> I still like keep going. Samsonite. No, I knock it the I'm, fuck off. No, I don't. No, I'm sorry. I know what our safe word is, you guys. It's waffle time. <laughs> Again, still too exactly. Feeling that that would probably not work as well as we'd like it to. Uh, so, three-year anniversary is leather, huh? Hmm. Uh, yeah, but the modern gift theme is crystal or glass. Boo. I disagree. The traditional... So the, the gift is crystal? Okay. How <laughs> <laughs> about it? I'm Sorry, good. crystal. <laughs> I gotta take off this hat I'm gonna roast. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little warm here. It's a, well, it's also a very thick uh, oh, flat man. cap. Yeah. It's, it's a winter one. Ooh, yeah. nice. Mine's not... You look lined with, like, great... It is. It's, like, oh. quilted and shit. Yeah, yeah, mine, yeah. mine is not quilted. Nice still keeps warm. my head warm though. I assume we're cutting this part too, right? <laughs> no, we might just cut right to that. Speaking cool. of leather, forever <laughs> episode seventy. I'm Nick. Yeah, right. No way. No, I'm, I'm Rob. Rob. I'm Kevin. <laughs> so. I like it. Well done. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? I don't know. Leather safe word. Uh, oh, right. Leather. Yeah. Leather safe word. Right. Yeah. yeah. See, there's a good walking right back end point. Uh, so, um, this lot's kind of been happening recently. Uh, so, uh, I'll start here. So, a couple more uh, music has been released from The Greatest Showman, The Reimagined. Mm. If you guys heard yeah. it, listen to it. The only one I've, I've listened to so far are the two that Pink did. So, the one with mm-hmm. her, and the one with mm-hmm. her daughter, and then I heard the Panic of the Disco. There's the only three that Greatest I know that show. got released. Uh, the only ones that are Kelly Spotify. Clarkson came out. Oh, did it? Was yeah. it today? Nah, no, it was earlier this week, I think. Really? Uh, I haven't heard it yet. Because I listened to it. I had it on my Spotify earlier. So do I. Yeah. It was on YouTube. Oh, Maybe that's why I didn't make it to Spotify. Not on Spotify yet. Yeah, it was. Whatever, it comes out at the end of this week. God, I can't wait. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on Spotify. I'm not even. I, as much as I would buy it, 
since my option is that I can easily just get it from Spotify, I will. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it, I have Amazon. Yeah. I don't know if it'll come to Amazon. Probably not if it's going to Spotify. I might. I've I found a lot of things on Spotify or on Amazon Music Unlimited. Yeah. Oh, I'm ambivalent about hard copy media. I hear you. I get that. Yeah, so the Panic at the Disco did uh, The Greatest Show, and then Kelly Clarkson did Never Enough. Um, which that makes sense. I, it, it's good. It's not horrible. I just, I'm glad that she finally got to, like, be her normal, like, belty self. And, uh, which well, it is, seems a very Kelly Clarkson-ish song. I look forward to listening to it. Yeah, and uh, which is what I wanted from her from when she did the Hamilton song. Oh, that was such a disappointment. Right, but I feel this was kind of like a, a better... Um, which one is she doing again? I'm sorry. Never Enough. Never Enough. Oh, Never Enough. The opera, okay. the Nightingale song. But yeah, that sounds like it's right in her range. Yeah. Um, I would have also, I wouldn't have minded hearing her version of This Is Me. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like like even when I heard Never Enough, it felt like a Kelly Clarkson song to me. <laughs> Did it a little bit? Yeah, uh, I, I see that. I, I, it's yeah. a, now it's that you say range, that, it's belty. It's 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 very Kelly Clarkson. Do we know who else is on this album at all, or no? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Name list somewhere. Hang on. Um, uh, let's pause. <laughs> <laughs> let's pause. Let's pause this broadcast because I can't edit this out. Yeah, googling. Google, 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 they roughly do. I'm gonna. I, should, so I don't know I, if I believe this one, but all right. Here's the checklist. Uh, uh, where Where did you Where are you finding it on? On the Googs. On the Googs. Okay. I was just wondering if it was like a source of like you know Entertainment Weekly. Oh, or, it's like right on like when you search it, the, and then it, oh, it does like that box where it gives you like the best answer. Yeah, it's, I can get that. Yeah, it's it's that's exactly right. And I don't think uh, that's not gonna help me. I, I want to just read the article now. Classic. Where's the article from? The article is from Variety.com. Oh, well, it's probably so pretty, be, it's it's pretty, pretty. It'll be reliable. Um, just so that we can say to our audience. Yeah, let me, let me just make sure there's a whole list. Here it is. Yay, okay. whole list. Uh, so, whole list. Uh, from the top of the album to the end. Greatest Show, Panic at the Disco, Million Dreams Pink, A Million, a million Dreams Reprise, Willow Sage Heart, uh, Pink Starter, uh, Come Alive, The Band Years and Years, and Jess Glynn. The no. other side, Max and Ty Dolla Sign. No idea. I'm not sure about that one. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is me, the reimagined remix with Keala Settle, Kesha, and Missy Elliott. Huh. I would dig. I think I. I think I'll dig on that. Yeah, sure. Could, um, could rewrite the stars by James Arthur and Anne Marie. Don't know who they are. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so uh, and then Tightrope by Sarah Bareilles. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And this, I think, is a great choice. Uh, Zach Brown Band doing From Now On. <laughs> okay. The, yeah. Okay. No, right? okay. Right? Yeah. That makes the most sense. Like, the only other one I would have accepted better than that would be Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Like, Mumford and Sons would be an amazing choice. Yeah. For yeah. that one as well. I just looked up hits by James Arthur, and I don't fucking recognize a single one. I guess I would have to hear them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Marie. Yeah, and Dash Marie. So the uh, the bonus tracks, by the way, uh, 
The Greatest Show, performed by Pentatonix. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. So that whole opening bombastic number performed acapella. I'm going to guess it's going to fall a little short. Maybe. I, I like their sound. They're, they're big, but not... I don't think they're... That. Anne-Marie did that new Rockabye song. Oh, she did? Yes. Okay. okay. Nice. Okay, yeah, I like her. Hmm. Um, that one that came out last year. Hmm. I'm going to skip the second track of the bonus tracks for a second because I'm going to come back to that. Fair enough. Uh, this is me just done by Kesha. Okay. All right. Hmm. I, I'll take, yeah, I think yeah. I'll take that for sure. Uh, re- rewrite the Stars Acoustic by Zendaya. So here's the one I want to talk about because I want to see if either of you are going to remember this name. Okay. Come Alive. Mm-hmm. Right. You both recognize, you know, both know the track. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, it's being performed by Craig David. Craig mm. David. Mm. What would you do around late last night? You don't remember this at all. No. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you fill me in? No. No? Nope. Nope. Wow. Yeah. So early 2000s. He did like two or three. He had two or three minor hits. One of them was uh, an ode to overbearing parents and the teenagers that would come home late at night <laughs> to have to deal with them. Yeah. It was called Fill Me In. It's a really good track, actually. Ah. It's, yeah. Man, no. That's Fill okay. Me In and then Come Alive? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neither of you recognize me. No, no. That's from... He's, he's, um, he's a British singer. I know that he disappeared from, like, the international and, well, more specifically, the American music scene, but stayed really popular in, in England. So sure. I can imagine that's probably why he's included... Right. Huh. Interesting. Well, it'll so, be... So, yeah, that's the track list. It'll come out at the end of the week, probably right after... Right around the time our uh, episode airs. So, shortly after this episode airs, and it will come out. So, that's exciting. I can't... Uh, I, I really want to listen to this. Uh, I think it'll be really good. <laughs> super excited. Oh, what does always. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was trying to multitask there. I think it'll be splendiferous. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I went with eloquent. What do you want? Vociferous? Sure. So, People's Sexiest Man, did you guys hear who that was? Idris Elba, finally. Sure was. God, right? In other news, the sky is blue. (laughs) Right? And water is wet. (laughs) About time, damn it. Guy guy deserves some some acclaim for his sexiness. He's a pretty sexy man. And now to traffic where cars go vroom. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's five o'clock on sixty-two. <laughs> yeah, that that is the truth. Or seven a.m. on thirty-five. Uh, actually, about seven thirty. Anyways. Yeah, I don't feel. Yeah, I get to avoid all that. Well, speaking of other music, John Williams uh, is doing some new arrangements. They uh, released a um, "Against the Stars" uh, release. He's doing a new violin. All those great themes that he did. Uh, he was doing it with a violin now and. Uh, orchestra. I don't know if he's trying to jump on the bandwagon or if he's just bored and wants to do more music or I don't know what his deal is. It can be both. <laughs> it certainly can be. But it, uh, or across the stars, I'm sorry, across the universe, across the universe, across the stars, I don't remember. I certainly hope it's not the across the universe. Theme, the theme from the second Star Wars. Oh. Across the stars, I think is what it is. Which second Star Wars? Technically, there are two. Episode two. 
Oh, episode two? Episode Actually, two. episode two. Yes, the the love theme between the love theme, Anakin, the and, Anakin and Padme's love. Yeah. Theme. Okay. He's doing a reimagined version of that. Uh, rearranged, new rearranged. arrangement. Okay. I mean, it's still the same. It just. Uh, but it's for string quartet. No, it's for a violin to focus on the violin. Oh, okay. And an orchestra, so the arrangements. Mm-hmm. He's apparently doing this with all of his major. Uh, yes, cross the stars. Cross the stars. Thank you. Oh, okay. I should have wrote that down, but I didn't. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, doing some arrangements, so it'd uh, be fun. It's in that song. Not my favorite Star Wars theme or song from Star Wars, but probably up there in the top five. Um, I always enjoyed uh, Anakin's theme from episode one. I thought it was a great arrangement. Oh, yeah. Um, because they, what he did was he had this beautiful melody that played for Anakin's theme, and he would sneak in moments of Darth Vader's theme. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. always thought that was really well done. Yeah. yeah. My favorite's always been like Princess Leia's theme. Um, the the Jedi Yoda theme has definitely always been my probably my number one. So mm-hmm. very powerful. I I'm a big fan of the the battle themes personally. Yeah. Um, Endor is one of my favorites. Hmm. For the most part, I like the kind of slower yeah. themes, like the the end of Empire. Uh huh. Um, sure. Great theme. Uh, right. But yeah, like. Yeah, Weirdly, I, I think a lot of great music came out of episode one, despite not a lot of great scenes. Duel of the Fates is one of the still, best. Yeah, it's still a fucking banger. Of, yeah, one of the best pieces of orchestral music to come out in the last twenty years. <laughs> right. Easily. Yeah. yeah. It's up there with um, uh, Hans Zimmer's Pirates. Oh yeah. And this is where <laughs> the operatic part starts. <laughs> we'll talk we'll about we'll talk that. about bangers in a minute. <laughs> we sure will. World's greatest. Reference, <laughs> yeah, that movie. Oh, okay. I couldn't believe that they squeezed that in, but by God, they did. We'll get to it when we talk about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. They sure will. But I thought that was a, that was a great meme that I put po- meme meme whatever you want to call. It. Uh, I posted on our Instagram with uh, the Darth Maul standing there, and then you know uh, Remy Malek is Freddie Mercury saying, "Then this is where the operatic part starts." Because that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. Good times. All right. So John Williams, uh, what else am I talk about here? You posted a. You sent us a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin. Yes, I think it is yeah. a ploy, though. You think? Really? Yes. Uh, so let's let's explain this so that we don't go too far off into the distance. So there is Gwyneth Paltrow posted, and then it was very quickly removed. A picture of her in front of a green screen in what looked to be the rescue suit, uh, which for those who do not know is uh, Pepper Potts's basically Iron Man suit. Yeah. From mm-hmm. the comics. And this is. Supposedly for Avengers 4. Uh, supposedly for Avengers 4. Okay. Um, uh, which there's also another piece of Avengers 4 news that we'll get into in a moment. Okay, sure. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's just kind of to get people riled up. It doesn't look like an official suit because if you look at it, the shoulder is a little bit wrinkled. It looks almost like a cosplay. Hmm. So I don't know if it was just a test suit that she was in or what, but uh, the, obviously the fact that it was taken down so quickly gives it a little bit of validity. Right. Um, Hot. Right? But the suit does look a little bit on the cheap side. So I don't know if it was just a test or what. Or it could be the pre-production, like like you were saying, like the test. Like, we need to fit this and we're just this is just a mock-up just sure. so we can see how it yeah. works. And can you move in it? What can you or can't you move in it? Yeah, I, and I tried, after you, I was going to look for it again today just to kind of see if I could find it. And I couldn't find uh, that photo anywhere on the Googles. Yeah. So it's clearly... It has it has been scrubbed pretty well from the internet. I grabbed it while I could. Nice, good job, Disney. Yeah. And good job, Kevin, for grabbing that photo. Yeah, good job, Kevin, for grabbing that photo. Yeah. 
So and good job, Tom Holland, for making Disney have to fucking do this shit. <laughs> God bless his heart. <laughs> bless his spoilery little heart. Oh, it's great. He's delightful. <laughs> what What was the other part of the? Uh, so Kevin Langford of Thirteen Reasons Why um, mm-hmm. and Love Simon has joined the cast of Avengers Four. Um, they there is a lot of speculation that she is playing an older version of one of the two girls. Um, that are already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's been confirmed there's a time jump forward. Oh, so I think yeah. she plays an adult version of either uh, uh, Scott Lang's daughter okay. or uh, Clinton Barton's daughter. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. What Do we know what the time jump forward is going to be? We do not. We, we don't. just know that there is a time jump forward. Uh, and so the speculation is she plays the older version of um, either Hawkeye's daughter or Ant Man's daughter. I'm curious what this time jump for it's going to be. Yeah, no idea. Uh, isn't wasn't that kind of confirmed also with the new Spider Man movie? Because there's also a jump time forward with that as well. But you, Tom, it can't be that far ahead though. Well, it can't be, but I don't know if it is or if it isn't. But I thought they had mentioned that there was a time jump in that one as well. But I might be. We'll hear anything. Hopefully not too much. I'm really enjoying the fact that they're sticking to high school with him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that at, at minimum, like, I, I'm it's hoping it's just like senior year. Hmm. I'm guessing we're going to see some wibbly-wobbly timey wimey. There's definitely going to be wibbly-wobbly timey wimey. Yeah. Um, they're, so the Russo brothers, and this is something I posted about on Facebook, the Russo brothers said that the name of the next Avengers movie has been said in one of the MCU movies. Yeah, but... Ooh, I thought it was... And I'm, and I'm pretty sure they've said the words Endgame in, even in Avengers 3. They did. Um, I, uh, I thought that... Doctor Strange does. Yeah. Yeah, I thought specifically you... The, the thing that you posted said it was mentioned in, in the last Avengers. It just says in a previous Marvel movie. Oh. Yeah. So here are some of the top contenders. Okay. Uh, Avengers. You didn't see that coming? <laughs> Avengers. Ow, my nipples! <laughs> Avengers. I'm looking at... Porn. <laughs> Avengers. Piss off, ghost! <laughs> Avengers. Try me, Beyonce. <laughs> Avengers. Boom! You looking for this? <laughs> Avengers. Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? <laughs> Avengers. A bunch of assholes standing in a circle. <laughs> and Avengers. I understood that reference. Big uh, Money is on a bunch of assholes standing in a circle. Because if that's not... The Avengers, I don't know what it is. I mean, take right. the first movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a bunch of assholes standing in a circle. I, I prefer Pucker Up Legolas. <laughs> then they might get to see <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord of the Rings, but I don't know. Who cares? They can afford it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, like the idea, I, I like the idea of there's no one to see this. <laughs> I, 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 it's got to be Endgame. It's got to be. I, I, or I mean, something. I hope it's not. I don't like the I don't like the finality of Endgame. I know we're doing a pass the torch moment with this next one, but Endgame makes it feel like I understand that it's the end of an era with losing Chris Evans, probably uh, Robert Downey Jr., probably Chris Hemsworth. Um, well, Hemsworth has said that he is happy to do more movies. Okay. He, fi- he says, okay, I fucking love this shit. <laughs> uh, but we're de- we are definitely losing. It's already been confirmed we're losing Evans because he even yeah. said, oh, this is my last one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Downey, he's getting old. He's getting old. I think he'll keep doing it as long as he can. He, he'll be Johnny Depp in the Pirates film. Yeah. So that's who I just, be, I, 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 I really would like him to pass it on to Riri, though. That is, That'd be great. That is yeah. a, a hope of mine. And, and I wouldn't mind seeing Tony Stark continue on as in sort of like a, a, a Jarvis slash Alfred mm, sort of, a, sort of like role a, for Riri. That'd be nice. I yeah. think that'd be cool. There was rumor that 
and I, or it could have just been, a, I'm, I'm hoping it's fake fucking news, but there was rumor that John Cena would be the new Captain America. No, no, they, they wouldn't do that. No. There's no reason for them to I do that. I know they wouldn't, but... A, oh, a, there's no reason for them to do that. B, while he has decent comedic timing, oh, yeah. uh, and I'm impressed with that, he's not... A, Actor. No, he's not. No. Um, I would not be happy with that. I'm going to chop that up to 1,000% rumor. I hope it is because I think I think John Cena would do well as. Unfortunately, this goes entirely against his brand, but I think he would do well as sort of an anti-hero character. Like if they had cast him as um, Venom. No, no, Jessica Jones, season one, the one dude who was Nuke. Right, Nuke. Mm. He would be a great nuke. He would be a great the, nuke in the MCU. He would have been an amazing. Nuke. He would have been an amazing nuke, but mm. not like. And I think that would work for him because it's just shallow enough that I think his chops would be fine. I just released the fucking title already. <laughs> oh, right. God, why, <laughs> why are they waiting so long? I don't know. When, I know. Is, when's this movie supposed to come out? A few months. May. That's May. a few months. That's a few months. This is six months. I was wondering if they're. That's gonna... a few. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to release it at Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, but it wouldn't. No, they wouldn't have it. There, in yeah, time. there's been nothing, and that is that is like two it. thirds of a pregnancy away. That's <laughs> <laughs> about to make an abortion joke. That reminds me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I like how we both. No. I, I like how he's like. Oh, it was too late. I was gonna make an abortion, and as I was coming back to the mic, I'm going. That reminds me. <laughs> like we were both going to the same place. I was just being funny. Oh god damn it! Kidding, of course. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so hmm. here we go. <laughs> Edit that out. Nope. Oh, all right. That one we can keep it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I didn't actually make the joke. Nobody actually made the joke. I just said I was thinking about it. Which I guess still makes me a horrible human being, but whatever. Yes. No? Maybe. Probably. I love you. So, The Walking Dead? Oh, go for it. The Walking Dead. Uh, I'll be over Huge. Huge. Huge episode. Fucking huge. Um, so it was. It, it really was a, a really good swan song for Rick Grimes. Sure was. Find out after the episode if you watch The Talking Dead that they're going to be doing some movies starring yes. him uh, yep. and his continued story. So he didn't die, die. It's just his last Walking Dead. Correct. Okay, so he's doing movies now? Possibly. Really? They're, they're thinking of expanding to all sorts he, of shit. Sure. They're, they're doing like a media overhaul of Walking Dead. But he just sort of rode off into the sunset then? No, so a spoiler, so yeah, spoilers. Spoilers for Walking Dead. I'm curious. He was carried away in a helicopter. Okay. So he didn't actually die. Although I... The physics of the way with that explosion, I'm like, how the fuck did he end up in the river? But because whatever. Of every movie and TV show, <sighs> if it's a lead character, explosions only knock them really far away. It never actually injures. But them. would have knocked him backwards, not into the river, so he would have been further down the road. Unless he was turned slightly to the side. <laughs> That's no. how movie shockwaves <laughs> okay. work. So anyway, so he got knocked away. So he got knocked away, and he got carried off in a in a, in a helicopter. But so everybody thinks he's dead. And then right after that, time jumped about what? Six years. About six years. Yep, I'd say six okay. years. Okay. Uh, so now his daughter, Judith, a little ass kicker, is now a little badass who's been trained by Michonne. <laughs> yeah. She has a gun that she is deadly accurate with and a tiny little katana. And she just starts laying to waste a bunch of zombies and rescues three people, one of which is Kowalski from Fantastic Beasts. Oh, from fanboys. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah, yeah. just joined the, the motherfucking show. So Dan Fogler is joining the show now. Yes. Yeah. 
that's awesome. Yeah, that's I, very cool. I, <laughs> it's it's fucking it's it's zombies. It's a western zombie. It, they they continued that theme very well with this. Uh, she had his, his uh, sheriff hat on. Awesome. Yeah, and the she had his gun. Well, something that, which I was kind of like. Mm, not um but uh just it's a big gun three it's <laughs> a very it's a very small girl with a very large gun it doesn't right. quite work out not quite um but anyway it was pretty cool and then she's like None. and then she just picks up her hat puts it on and she's like my name's judith judith grimes i'm like oh and i and i honestly thought i was like well what are they gonna do they're gonna write this off and i and from the ending of the previous episode prior to Rick's last episode, I was like, oh, stupid. They stab- he fell off a horse and he got stabbed. And I was like, ugh, really? That's how you're going to kill off this main character? But then his journey and then the episode was really good. And, and I may have cried a little. So here's the thing. we uh, Right before we started the episode, we uh, the people I watch it with, uh, right. we were speculating how he's going to actually die. We're like, he's not going to die on that stupid slab with that stupid rod through him. It's just, that's not the way to do it. Right. I'm like, he's going to blow up. <laughs> the, and so they're giving all their, uh, their theories and every, like, two suggestions or so, he's going to blow up. Yeah. He's going to die in an explosion. <laughs> in a fiery, wonderful, useful explosion. And... God is my witness. That's how he was taken out. Now, sure, he didn't die, but that doesn't matter. I'm still right. <laughs> yeah, and as we all know, it's better that Kevin's right. Yes, and it uh, it it. Wish I'd put money on it. You should have. I um, wish you did too. It was very like, and I'm I'm actually intrigued with where they're going to go with this because of the fact that they made it a time jump. They continued on the story. Um, the the scene with Negan and Maggie. Oh. oh. Son of a bitch! Fuck, it was what are we, so good. God, I want to see them as Batman and Joker. Right? <laughs> um, so Negan's been locked up, and it's sure. been about a year and a half since he was locked up, and There's he's... grizzled beard going on. Right. Nice. Um, somehow he still gets a haircut, though. I don't know <laughs> how that works, but... Um, well, they allow somebody in there close enough to give him a haircut, so I don't know how that works. There's but anyways, but Maggie sneaks into the jail, and, everybody, and she's got, like, the crowbar, and Michonne stops her, and she's like... All right, whatever. Fucking go talk to him. They have a little tete-a-tete, and right. Michonne finally gives in and gives her the keys. Right, and then she goes in and to with the intention to fucking kill him, and he just uh, just gives this great speech, and Maggie sees that he she got exactly what he wanted. He's already destroyed. He's he is not the person he used to be. Um, you know, and everybody thought he was plotting to get back and blah blah blah. Well. A year and a half, he still hasn't gotten out. Maggie didn't kill him. We've jumped six years in the, in, in the future. And now they have sex all the time. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like Negan might be a thing. I don't, we don't know yet. We, don't oh, yet. Okay. we have nothing on Negan, but I would not be surprised. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would right. Um, so it'll be... Well, then we'll get a young... We'll get a young... Uh, Maggie's son will have grown up as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Uh, so that'll be interesting. A young Herschel. <sighs> and to see Herschel again. Oh. Oh, fuck. Oh, the end... Because he filmed it right before he died. Yes. Oh, and like, and oh, Rick no. just says, I'm sorry for what happened to you. And I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that got me. I, yeah, that's, I, yeah, that's I, a I, bad. Like, hungry, angry baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, it was 100% correct. Sorry, I got just out of it. I'm popping the mic today. Yeah, you are. Oh, it wasn't in that, but I, yeah, anyways. Um, 
it was a great episode, and I was really, honestly, just um, floored by it. And I'm curious. I'm I'm reinvested into The Walking Dead because it really brought it back. Yeah, um, and it was That's good to hear. They kept uh, the way they did the flashbacks were really interesting because some was uh, oh, was just re-showing uh, you know some old footage, and some they just refilmed and they even brought back the Punisher to do uh, Shane. Yeah, awesome. Um, and they yeah. had a great conversation. Oh. And where he ended up getting that rod thrown was exactly where he got yep. shot. Yep. Oh, uh, which put him into that coma, which started the show in the first place. Right. Uh, Full circle. Very, people. very good. Very well. <clears throat> I guess. Well, and according to the Talking Dead, Andrew Lincoln said that he wanted it very, like he knew when they had the discussion about how he was going to leave the episode, and he wanted it to be in that kind of same spot. Um, awesome. Just to kind of. Bring that, bring yeah. that whole full circle thing, and the flashbacks were great. And then fuck, Sasha, and ugh. Mm-hmm. I was that terrible wig because she, <sighs> yeah, hair's different for Star Trek. Right. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised that they didn't do a Glenn, or they didn't do a. I was surprised by that too. Um, although I think in some of the, like, and what I found interesting though is that every time somebody told him to wake up or like, like you're dreaming or whatever, it was always somebody's different, somebody's voice. Um, and I think, I have to watch the episode again, but I think you can hear Glenn a couple times, like, hey, asshole, like, the very first lines he said oh, to him. right. So, it, it was just... The, the one in that little shed, like, that kind of run-down house. Yeah. The wake-up, that one got me. <laughs> Ooh, that one was... Oof. Uh, yeah, that was, it was a good jump scare. It was really okay. well done. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm reinvested into The Walking Dead because it was kind of like, I was like sure. uh, it feels like it's going downhill, and I'm glad they're... They're doing this, and they only have three... Three episodes left until the winter break. Winter break, sure. Um, So I can't wait to see where they go with it, because now they're six years, there's a whole bunch of new characters, we have no idea what has happened, and trying to catch up on all that shite. So that'll be fun. Um, And, of course... Dan, Dan Fogler's in it. <laughs> yeah. Carol's got super long hair. Yeah, the bone arrow. Kim, King's giving it to her daily, nightly, and ever so rightly. Right. She looks like old, she looks like uh, ancient, um, or not ancient, but older fucking Tomb Raider. Well, I was going to say, she kind of she reminds me of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. With the long hair. And clearly a wig, because you saw her on the couch. No, no. Shit, fucking <laughs> short her short hair again. Ago. I don't think that actress... Presumably Daryl is... Still around? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, Daryl's still around. He's probably, my guess, is going to be one of the leaders. Yeah, he's going to have to be. He's going to have to take the role of both yeah. Rick and himself. I don't Hashtag think... if Daryl dies, we riot. I don't think that, uh... I don't think that actress is... I forget her name, but I can't think of Carol. Lady of the Place, Carol. Um, uh, it's not, uh, Melissa McBride? Me, yes, Melissa McBride. I don't think in any role she's ever had that I've seen, uh, that I can remember, she's ever had long hair. It's always been short. I remember it, it almost got long for a little while there in, like, season two or three. Three, yeah, and a little you bit. Cut it again. Mm. Yeah, and the that conversation, and it, what made it even more poignant was in the previous episode as well as the conversation that she had with Rick, her and Rick, because if you remember, Rick fucking kicked her out of the group, and like was like, "Get the fuck out! We don't like you. You're dangerous. And mm-hmm. You gotta, yeah." So I don't know. It's very good. So we'll be exciting to see what happens in the coming episodes. And All right, we'll go there. Um... Should we talk about Bohemian Rhapsody? Actually, I wanted to get to some uh, um, Netflix stuff first. Oh, sure, go ahead. Just real quick. Yeah, I go ahead. To, I wanted to chat with Kevin. I know I don't think you've seen it. I have not. Sabrina. Not yet. Yeah. I've been busy. Kevin, Sabrina. I liked it. I don't know yet. I, I it was it was I kept going back and forth with it. It had 
a lot I was doing right and a lot that was very annoying. Um, Crystal, of course, was very annoyed by the, the Satan worshipping uh, aspect. I gave her crap because she likes Hocus Pocus and their Satan worshipping witches, but whatever, yeah, I guess. That's... Um, but I, I understand where she's coming from. But I, I'm, I'm telling her to kind of give it a chance because I think there is mm-hmm. other schools of thought for witches. In this universe, if I recall, I haven't read too many. I read a few of the comics. Uh, I've oh, scanned sure. a few, but um, yeah, uh, I hated all of the how they had to do the opposite for everything. That annoyed me a little. When they called the judges your dishonor, I was like, that doesn't even make sense. I disorder in the court. That one, <laughs> I I almost walked away on that one. I'm like, you don't have to go everything. It doesn't need to be all of them. They're right. Although, to be fair, for me, it was that there was a bit of world building in that that I kind of enjoyed. Like, it was, it, it, it gave me that feeling of, like, oh, so we're going to go a little bit David Lynch on this. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, the old, like, campy villains where they're like, oh, dreary morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, no, and it, I like that. It, it me so much. And to come back to Hocus Pocus, what a beautiful morning. Makes me sick. Like, seriously, like, that's what we're doing here, and, 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 and I like it. But that's supposed to be campy. This was supposed to be a little more serious, but... Uh, was it? But Prudence, Prudence kept bringing me back. I think it's deliciously heart. campy, actually. I like how campy it is. But it's, but it's not all the time. The campiness sometimes feels accidental. But the, uh, uh, Jackie from Shaun of the Dead as Hilda, I thought was God, astounding. Love. She nailed the part. Love Hilda. Zelda was a little bit too big of a fucking bitch to yeah. the point of of being infuriating. Uh, Prudence is God perfect in every way, and she can do no wrong. Nineteen uh, twenty slapper storm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nineteen twenty slapper storm is pretty great. Uh, <laughs> and Kevin's gone. I love her. <laughs> um, I want to talk about one character that I found especially fascinating. Ambrose. Susie. Oh, yes. Yeah. So here's here's a couple interesting facts. What a, what a great story arc for that character. Excellent story arc. And I character building. It. Yeah. Um, so for those who haven't seen it yet, Susie is a character in the show um, that is trans in some way or form. They never very specifically say it. They don't outright say it, but the character is trans. Right now, the, the basically what we can kind of assess at this point is at minimum gender fluid. Gender fluid or gender not binary, which is they, they don't seem to mind being called female or male. Yes, but this is this is important in that the actor is gender non binary mm-hmm. and uses they pronouns. Um, he says that on there. I mean, yes, it does. And 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 I thought that and and that influenced the character actually with the producers. Like the actor went and said, "Hey, can we do it this way?" So I thought that was very cool. Uh, Overall, Susie's story arc is so solid from episode 1 to episode 10. I love that Susie just is just awesome at the end of the series, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, just just a total badass. And her, well, the character uses her or her and she pronouns for the most part. Uh, so I will be referring to the character in this moment. I understand that's confusing. I apologize. Susie's little flashback moments with her ancestor, Dorothea. Mm-hmm. I love those moments, even though I know it's going to be terrible for her later. 
I know that it's going to just fuck her right in the ass later. But in the meantime, those are just delightful to watch. But what I thought was was really telling for Susie was that, uh, oh God, uh, Nana Ruth? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How she kept referring to Susie as, as, as a young man. Yeah. And I think I like that idea, especially since we know Nana Ruth has the cunning. So she sees, like, the cunning being ESP, basically. The and, shining. Yeah. The shining. You want to get sued? The shining. You want to get sued? <laughs> the wooge. I mean, actually, I do know a lot of people that would use that term for her gifts. Sure. Um... So Nana Ruth just sort of sees through and, and sees Susie's true identity, I think. Yeah. I think. I'm, I'm not going to say that's true because it's possible that they still make the character just gender, non-binary. But I appreciated that where Nana Ruth is just like, he, boy, young man, all that. I, I like that. I enjoyed that. One other character I want to talk about. I can't remember her name. Missy from Doctor Who. Yes. The character's name, however, is escaping me. Yeah, same here. Because uh, we, we legit just called her Missy. Yeah. Like, yeah. the whole time we're watching, we just, we just, oh, it's Missy. Same. I, and, and I wish I could remember the, the character's name, and I don't want to say the two character names I remember. I know. Because that's, that's spoilery as fuck. Let's just state right now that um, Michelle Gomez... Wardwell. 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 Thank you. Not not, 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 her, not other her other name. Not her other name. Wardwell. Not her other names, actually. No, other names, yes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I think I, we're saying too much at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mrs. Wardwell, she's a villain who I love as a human. Like, she's a villain who I would love to sit down and have tea with. I mean, it would, because just... Like, she's absolutely a villain, and yet the whole time is espousing this very strong feminist bent in the world, and I'm just like, how are you a bad guy? I kind of love you. And then other times she has this, this sexy titty pop and dominatrix thing going right? on. Right? Which I had no idea that woman had that kind of stuff equipped. Good lord. <laughs> right? She always, like, in, especially Doctor yeah. Who, always dressed so modestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very modestly, but very much feminine in... Oh, for sure. Feminine, but in a domineering way. Not in a very... Not feminine, but in a dominatrix way. No, it was very much like a like a librarian. Yeah. Like a very well put together librarian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Authority without sex. Yes. There we go. Excuse me. Mm, you're pretty. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but Mrs. Wardwell, holy shit, I love the character. And you know what? I... I love the politics that this show put on. Holy shit. There were several, several moments in the series um, where Bernadette and I were just sitting on the couch watching it. We just binged right through it. And um, we were just watching different sections. And there were several moments throughout it where we would just, like, sit upright on the couch and start clapping at the TV. Because we're just like, yes! Well done! That is appreciated in this day and era where... People are shitty. People are shitty. Yeah. Super shitty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I, I love Hilda. She's amazing. I don't hate Zelda. She's... I know. She kind of gets on my nerves. And here's the thing. And I understand why. Is she is she has different motivations in this series. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And, and I like her motivations. 
I, I, I shouldn't say that. I understand her motivation. I was going to say, half her motivations is the sucking the dark priest's dick. Quite literally, yeah. And, and the flesh mission. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the flesh. Mm, mm, mm. I went some places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys. Congratulations, uh, though. I am. I'm telling you way too much about my own personal life. Cool. The one character that I started strong but ended kind of for me was Ambrose. He just. I thought he had such a strong character when he was stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he gets to go back to the school, and suddenly, like, it suddenly becomes sort of a one-dimensional character all about his boyfriend. And, and I don't know how I felt about it. Like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. I don't know. I, he, yeah, I really thought he killed it for me when he was um, yelling at the girls about playing with necromancy. I yeah, like and that was the last strong moment I felt like I saw from him. Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, good show. Definitely watch it. Overall, yeah, definitely go watch this and watch it quickly because the Church of Sa- uh, the Satanic Temple <laughs> of America may be taking it down. Yeah, I don't think it'll get taken down. I just think they're going to get fined and they might have to change out the statue for season two. They, m- yeah, and they might They'll have definitely to have to change out the statue for season two. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Which is interesting because it's all been filmed already. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, it's not like it's that hard. No. Digitally re-editing. Yeah, and I can't they imagine that, they, they won't... got that Netflix money. Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> yeah, they, they won't re-edit the, uh, the first season either. Maybe. But it does worry me for um, for future seasons. Because if Netflix has to go back and fix this faux pas, that's more money put into a show than they were necessarily uh, trying to get. I think changing a statue isn't too bad. It could be worse. That's the things. only thing they have to change. Yeah. Or they just go back and re-edit it, the the angle, so you don't see the full statue. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, there's. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit of hubbub. Otherwise, amazing series. Um, yeah, a little bit of an issue with the whole Satanic and Satanism. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. And I don't know how I feel about it. And there are a couple characters that were a little meh for me. Harvey actually was a little Harvey's myth. very meh. He was a little myth for me. I I wish I could have gotten invested in his and his dad's storyline, but I couldn't. Like his brain dead brother had more like <laughs> interesting that, range than he did. Yeah, but that's the thing. That was his one, like that was his solo moment, and I still feel like he's going to death. Because, and I think the show missed an opportunity too by doing all of that moment off screen. Yeah. But but yeah, they, I feel like Harvey was a combination of not terribly great acting, but also like some real missed opportunities for the directors. Sure. But all right, um, I think we've talked about that enough now. Would we like to move on to Bohemian Rhapsody? I'm, I'm, I don't know you guys, I'm halfway through Daredevil. Haven't started. Yeah, I'm not, I'm halfway. It's started? Great. Yeah, it's... It's a real strong season. It's yeah. it may it's on par with season one as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Very much so. Um, like they've streamlined it, they know exactly where they're going. Awesome. Which is great. Good hallway fights. <laughs> yeah. More oh, hallway damn. fights. What? That prison. Damn. That was some intense shit. <sighs> I'm I'm looking forward to this. I haven't had time this week. I was busy. Yeah, throw, throw it in your eyeballs as soon as you can. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that should be good. that should be definitely one of the first things you watch next. I have some days off this coming week, so yeah, do it. Probably. 
I don't plan on doing a lot because uh, I worked my ass off this past week. So, 60 plus hours and just rail stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> that sounded bad. Um, theater stuff, theater rail. Yeah, Nick got theater railed rail. a lot. I did a lot of railing, actually. It'd be more appropriate. Oh, well, hey, good for you. I was yanking a lot of rail. It was. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of lines pulled. Um, <laughs> that just sounds like you doing so much coke. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That sounds like you and I should hang out more. Uh, the, although, I'll, I'll just explain it real quickly. I was, for the past week, I had the touring show of... I was working on the beginning of the touring show for uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas uh, special. Um, and so it was, there was tech week that was loading stuff in. It was loading the show in. They sat there, we tech through it, uh, moved a lot of stuff because it's their first time before going on tour. They actually have two crews that were there, one set of actors, but two shows that they're running. So there's two shows that are touring. I highly suggest it's pretty much a live action version of the animated Christmas special. There's little changes here and there, but only because they can't do certain things. But certain things they do from the show, which are fun, like, Snoopy decorating his his doghouse, uh, which is a lot of fun to watch and kind of cool with some of the light stuff they do. Nice, um, very great cast uh, crew was was a lot of fun. A lot of big nerds. Met some nerd, some nerd, other nerdy people there, so it was kind of fun talking to them. One of them I'll mention later in the podcast. So if they're listening, which I'm sure they are, because I talked up our podcast to them. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hi. Uh, we but love anyway. you. <laughs> so that's what that was doing. But uh, yeah, we can talk Bohemian Rhapsody if you'd like, if you're done with uh, Sabrina and uh, One more Daredevil. thing. Uh, sure. So Absolutely. we haven't talked about any trailers. There was one uh, new trailer that oh, I saw, okay. and it was a new Mary Poppins trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see this too. Um, so I, I actually had no idea until this trailer that the new family was actually just the kids growing yes. up. Yes. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that either. I didn't know that either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had it's, no idea. It's Michael and, yeah, um, it's Jane so, and Michael. Yeah. Uh, so from what I see, uh, it's Which I'm super really, really thrown back on the old Poppins, and mm-hmm. it, it looks strong. Emily Mortimer is Jane. I love that idea. If you haven't watched the show The Newsroom, I thoroughly, highly recommend it. Because highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, I have a massive hard-on for anything you're in Sorkin, of course, but... Uh, you? <laughs> me? Really? No. It was a high pitch um, noise. You're welcome. I was gonna say, did I just pitch you so hard that I quit, or what happened? <laughs> what happened? No, I'm looking for my pen. Oh, okay. I was um, gonna write something down for Bohemian Rhapsody before I forgot what it was that I wanted to talk about. Gotcha. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, um, Emily Mortimer is in this, and I love anything that she does. She's an amazing actress, and I am excited to see her in this. And then Emily Blunt as well. Of yeah, course. absolutely. Sure. And, and Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Who's and that? Uh, some Puerto Rican guy who, some did, Puerto some, Rican. who, who, who did some musicals. <laughs> that's right. He had a small hand in Moana. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. that's, that's, right. that's the one. one. That guy. He, he had. He's he had that musical. Um, small name. Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. In the Heights. <laughs> Jolly Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams. In the Heights is like a modern day West Side Story. You're a modern day West Side Story. Am I? In the Heights was not. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you did there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got real wow. I got Wow. My offended button got pushed there. I don't know why. You said Jefferson for Hamilton. I, know. I thought I was trying to follow along with that. I know you were, and I just, like, I know you were. I thought it was funny. Thank I you. I thought it was, yeah, now that I've overridden my own... <laughs> 
But anyway, it looks very good. I can't wait. Right, there was yeah. also a new trailer for Alita Battle Angel. Yes, we actually it was. see a lot more of it. Yeah. I don't have much to say. It looks interesting. Her big eyes still freak me out, but it looks Creep me like it might out. be really good. I very distinctly remember the very first, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Sci-Fi was a young channel, they used to have an... Uh, it was a. It started out like a small thing, but they would do an animation kind of uh, anime weekend, and I got. Oh yeah. They started out with. Um, that's where I saw Kira for the first time, Vampire sure. Hunter D. Sure. Um, and one of them was Battle Angel, and I think that was like the second year they did it. Um, they had Battle Angel on there, and I I love the anime. It was fantastic. What? Nothing. I just remembered something that I know that I don't know if Kevin does, and I get to tell him, and that delights me. About Battle Angel? No. Oh. Different show. Oh. That they might be doing a live action film for. Oh. Um, so I'm excited to see how they do this live action. Oh, are you talking about the live action Aladdin, which nope. we, we haven't talked about? Nope. Which looks. Yeah. In, the same, in the same realm of uh, Aaliyah ba- Battle Angel, there is early talks for a Geiger movie. Well, I mean, they already did one, too. For another one. I would be. Very much okay with them trying mm-hmm. that again. I know. Oh, I had something on here about Deadwood. They're going to do a live. <laughs> oh yeah, they're movie. doing a new uh, movie. Uh, yeah, they're uh, cast is back together. Takes ten years. Takes place ten years after the series. Um, I even did a, a fan casting of who I'd like to see in a new Batman movie. Really? Oh, sure. Did you? We should talk about that in the next episode. Maybe. We sure will. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, but Battle looks good. Um, I, 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 you know, I can't wait. <laughs> I feel like I say the same fucking thing about everything. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing this for three years. Eventually there's going to be a little bit of repeat. It's okay. Anyways, so... Bohemian Rhapsody. We also got a really quick new short little... just going to keep putting this off. Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. A new uh, Into the Spider-Verse trailer? Yeah, it shows a little bit more. Oh, okay. Not much more. I didn't Uh, see this. It, there's a there's a running joke about Spider-Man having a cape. It was kind of funny. Miles Morales wants a cape, and then Peter Parker's like, no capes. And then they get into this room. It looks like the where iron all the iron suits are, but it's all Spider-Man suits. He's like, look, this one has a cape. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's not a cape. It's web wing. I think way different. I think actually, what actually I think happens if you've watched the thing, Graham posted it on his his Facebook page. It's about it's less than a minute. I think they listened to us our last episode, and because they were like. It pretty much just shows the names of each one of the spider characters and introduces them, just as they're like shows them and then puts their name on there. It's like Spider Noir, and um, I think they listened to us and they said, "Oh, maybe we should do an ad, an ad with the names so people know who they are." So that's what it is. So now, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm glad they listen. <laughs> I'm glad they. Li- I'm glad that they listen to us. I would say there's lots of spoilers in this review, but I think everybody knows what happens in the end. <laughs> yeah, there's not gonna you guys. Be- oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Not in the movie. No, not in the movie. Um, so talk to me about this because I haven't seen it yet, and I, I, I've personally I've made the decision that I'm not gonna see it I, right away. Allie asked me because I'd seen it. Did I see it before? No, I no I Allie. We were talking about this at Sam's birthday. Um, okay. Allie had asked me about it. We were talking about it, and I and I had made the prediction. I'm like, I kind of am going into it as I liken Bohemian Rhapsody to a, a biopic as. Straight Outta Compton was a biopic about, you know, one particular member of uh, NWA, which it wasn't. It was more about their music and kind of a tribute to Eazy-E. Sure. So I think very much that in the same aspect of that, Bohemian Rhapsody, for me, was a lot like that, where, yes, it was kind of centered around 
Freddy. Uh, Freddy. But it was more about how, and I didn't know this until I saw the movie. Or Farouk. <laughs> yeah, or Farouk. <clears throat> um, it's more about the band and the music and that each member had written at least, at least, if not more songs that were number one hit. So each member of the band, each song that was a hit, each member of the band had a, uh, you at know. At least a couple of them. Yeah. Um, oh, and it was very interesting. I wouldn't call it 100% accurate. It was a little off with the part about Freddie going, oh, I'm going to leave the band now, and I guess I have this deal, and we're going to take a break. The band did take a break in 83 because they were like, fuck, we're tired. We've been doing this for so long. So they, they like took a break, but they didn't break up. Um, and I think that's when Freddie Mercury took that deal because prior to Live Aid, they had performed like two months prior to that um, together. They were on speaking terms. They were gotcha, and so, they made it seem like it had been a few right. years since yeah. they talked. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, God, Remy, wow. Remy Malik as Freddie Mercury. Right. Blow. Just amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. The teeth were distracting. A little bit. They were a little too big. A little bit. And I, I get what they were doing, but they were a little too big. It kind of looked like in every scene he was struggling to keep them in. It really did. I believe that. But up until that point, and like that did distract me a lot, but the guy that plays Brian May looks exactly, exactly like Brian. Exactly like him. Yeah. And the guy um, that played the drummer looks really close to the drummer. Uh, the bassist. Um, not only A. Uh, was Which was first bassist or the second? The second, the second bassist. The kid from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Thank you for bearing the lead on that. Oh, sorry. <sighs> He, he was just gonna. He was working towards that. <laughs> oh, you made Kevin say. I'm sorry. It. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were gonna say that. that, that I was gonna say not only. I said he's a clone of the actual guy. And speaking of clones, he was a kid from Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. Garbage person. I had a whole setup. <laughs> it's funnier when I don't do it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, at first I thought it was a kid from, uh, uh, what the, what's the other one? Not Jurassic Park. Something else. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember what other movie I thought he was from, but I thought Indeed. it was a kid from, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Not Jurassic Park. Wally! Nope. I'll think of it later. Star Kid. Nope. Transformers? <clears throat> nope. J.J. No. Witness. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. No. I don't remember. Sesame Street? Paddington. No. Nightmare Before Christmas. No. Way to do. No. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Yes, Hook. Yes. No, not Hook. No. Finding Neverland. Not Hook. <laughs> I don't Finding remember. Neverland, the musical. Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Mm-hmm. At World's End. No. Thought it was a different kid. <clears throat> so anyways. So Bohemian Rap. Witness. They snuck in a Wayne's World reference. Sure Did yeah. they? Yes. So Mike Myers yeah. played their old producer. Uh-huh. And he, uh, so when they bring him Bohemian Rhapsody as, mm-hmm. a, as an album, yeah. he's like, this is this is terrible. I, you can't Wait, have Bohemian Rhapsody. That, yes. that's him in makeup? Yes. <gasps> so he's, what? Ow. Ow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. So he's like, you can't have a six-minute song be the, the lead single. They're not going to play it, yada, yada, yada. He's like, I want I Love My Car, the one that the drummer wrote that they all made fun of. Yeah. He's like, that's the one that you're going to have kids driving around in their car, banging their heads to. I'm like, you piece of shit! <laughs> you're the asshole who brought fucking Bohemian Rhapsody back. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and, and now I- he's... Talking shit about it, calling "I love my car," right. being the one that you know kids mm-hmm. should be in their car banging their heads. I, 
I and I laughed my whole off. And I don't think besides Crystal, anybody else in the theater caught what just fucking happened. Right. No, I laughed too. There was only like three people in the theater when I saw it. But yeah, I I, I was probably one of. Well, I was the only person that caught that joke. Fuck. Because it took me forever to figure out that that was Mike Myers, because I, I saw him in the credits right away. at the beginning, and then I was like, I'm looking, I'm looking like, oh, that's Mike Myers, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Fucking Wade's World reference garbage <laughs> person. One hundred percent. It was uh, it was pretty funny. Phenomenal. It, and and I'm and the the best part, which for me. Uh, was the end where they did the full Live Aid concert and it was like... Yeah, they skipped like two songs, but other than that, they did basically yeah. their whole fucking performance. Yep, they skipped the part where Freddie Mercury grabs the guitar and they sing a song and... Uh, but they did... They did... Um, Pretty basically, much the whole live aid. Basically, their whole live aid set, and which was like forty-five minutes. Well, no, it was 25. 25, 25 sorry. Uh, but yeah, it was about eighteen minutes or so. Yeah, of just the live aid at the end of the movie. Yeah. Fucking really? Yeah. Oh, now you want to see it in theaters, don't you? I do want to see it in theaters. But shit, yeah. It was like someone dramatized the live aid of it. Okay. Sorry. Not dramatized. They are just pretty much right, spot scene on. For scene. Yeah. Movements and everything. You can. They've finally somebody did it. They put it side by side, right on. Rami Malek. Right. Every ninety nine point nine nine percent. I'm not gonna say he's perfect, but pretty fucking close. Up to the point where he's sitting at the piano and like how close he is to the mic and how like his teeth are almost hitting the fucking mic when he's singing. It was like you were watching Live Aid. Like uh, the concert live, it was like you're just watching a a a, a digital a remastered version of the concert. That's awesome. So I think it's important for listeners, real quick. If you don't know this, here here's a little bit of knowledge. Uh, Queen was a huge band in the '70s and early '80s. However, they didn't reach superstardom until Live Aid, where they stole the show, and many people consider it one of the greatest concert performances. Of all time to this day. It was 1985 when they, like, exploded into just legends at that point. They were popular, yes, they were rock stars, they had superstardom, but Live Aid is where they they transcended beyond just... They went from... Uh, I can't think of a good band to pick here. Um, so, yeah, they went from just a, another really popular band to Legends with the Live Aid concert. And a lot of it has to do with Freddie's performance, but also just the music and the, the, the stage performance that they all put on, which I understand is why they did the beginning of the band to 1985 instead of beginning of the band to end of the band. It makes sense. It's a good place to stop and go out on a high note, as it were. But anyway, sorry. That was, that was just my, my little music nerd moment. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was really fucking good. Uh, Crystal was convinced I think I played Jim Hutton was uh, uh, Peter from Deadpool Two, but I sadly had to let her down that it is not the same person. It is not. They do look very much alike, though. They do. Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was it was pretty it was funny, and uh, it gave you some in depth. And I don't know how. I'm assuming it was probably pretty accurate. Um, about the history of how they came up with some of the songs and some of the things they did to get some of the sounds that they did, that they were very experimental in the in the recording studio with their sounds. Sure. Um, I'm I'm guessing it was 
fairly, fairly accurate because Brian, both Brian May and I can't remember the name of the drummer. Um, uh, they, Roger. Yes. Shit. Roger something. <laughs> Roger shit. He, they Roger both something. were, they both were obviously executive producers on this, the show or on the movie and were obviously on there to uh, <laughs> explain what was going on. So, and the other, there's other parts that aren't exactly 100%. Um, the they didn't find out that Freddie Mercury had AIDS until after Live Aid. The there's some other things. Um, but so, like I said, it was it was more about it was less about Freddie Mercury and more about his about Queen itself and their music. And that's kind of what it was. I don't know. It's a uh, it's an it's a pretty good movie. I'm not gonna say it was like the world's best movie ever, but it was it, it was better than I expected. Parts of it still felt a little hollow to me. It follows the same biopic formula of, uh, you know, rise, fall, yep. redemption that I yep. even stated that I was worried it would. Sure. Yeah, it, it much like it also followed that same thing that uh, Straight Outta Compton did. It, almost like you were saying, it followed that same arc of we have a, we're together, we're going to fight with each other, one person's going to leave because of a contract and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was, yeah, that same formula that... Uh, Straight to Compton used. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus, I think when, before Live Aid, um, when they were first talking about um, AIDS, I think back then it was still called Grid. Mm. Oh, the... Okay. Interesting. I, I did want to touch on this, because this was something we were talking about months ago, and that you were worried about. How did they do Freddie's personal life? It was a little scrubbed. I mean, they there was a lot of suggestion. Um, like, it kind of shows him walking through a, a very obvious gay club. Sure. Um, it, but they don't call it that, of course. No. Uh, it shows, it shows like, cocaine on a table, but it never shows him doing it. Okay. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, there are a couple of kisses. Um, male and female? Uh, well, th- there are a couple of... of Men, you see him kiss, but okay. both are pretty short. They uh, are they. Here's my question: Are they portrayed as lurid, or are they portrayed as just? Are they portrayed in the way a heterosexual kiss would be portrayed? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially with Jim Hutton. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, with with his first uh, boyfriend, uh, Paul. The asshole who I who you're meant to not like for obvious reasons. Sure, he was definitely the more sexual, whereas Jim Hutton, very much the whole time was played off more romantically. Right, the one that he ended up with and was his long term boyfriend. Was his partner until his death? Yeah. Um, the thing I was looking up was that even though the movie is credited with Brian Singer. Uh, filming it, he was actually fired from the film, and uh, an actor, Dexter, and I can't think of his last name, I was trying to look it up, he played, oh, Dexter Fletcher, that's it, uh, Dexter Fletcher actually recorded, uh, filmed for 16 days, he didn't get credit for it, because um, they were like, oh, you only filmed for 16 days, so we're not going to give you cre- credit, he was Sergeant Martin in Band of Brothers, if you remember Band of Brothers at all, he was a couple like other, half an episode once, yeah, well, anyways, He's a good actor, but he directed part of it. So I just, I don't know what parts that he directed. I'm assuming probably the good parts, not the shitty parts. I don't know. But um, I didn't feel that there was a huge disconnect, but I, I did feel you could see 
the Brian Singer filming aspect of it. His so. touches? Yes. His, his style? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've never found Brian Singer to be a terrible director. I'm quite the opposite. I always want him to be fairly proficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usual suspect isn't exactly a bad movie. No, but his... First couple X-Men's. Yeah. First yeah. X-Men specifically. Second X-Men specifically. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't... I like the scene with Nightcrawler. Fuck me. Amazing, but I I, I definitely think the first one a little more. Okay. I could be wrong. It's okay. Yes, we can all be wrong. Also, there is one part of X Men Three that I don't hate, and that's that we got Kelsey Grammer as Beast. That's true. That is true. I forgot that we did until we watched that movie recently. The rest was horseshit. But and uh, Ellen Page is. Shadowcat? Shadowcat. Well, well, we got, we got her in... Even though she was... Even though, even though she was, you know... Yeah. That part was recast like three times. That's mm-hmm. funny. Because Kitty Pride was in the very the first, first one. one too, yeah. She walked much older. That was that was Ellen Page's first movie, I believe. She was 18, got hired. I think that was her first movie. Her on-screen mm-hmm. movie, anyways. I don't know. You know? No? I thought it was. I don't know. No. I could be wrong. Probably, yeah. Kevin's shaking his head. It's, it's, it's good for audio. <laughs> Perfect is. Anything else about Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, Kevin? Uh, no, I've Kevin? got nothing. So, um, so yeah, what about your ratings for this? <sighs> Ooh. Oh, Kevin's worth struggling. It, worth it in theaters for the for the end bit. Yeah. And if, you're, if you don't want to see basically a concert... Uh, basically redone. You can wait for it to come out on DVD or streaming. Okay. Um, I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't uh, Rami Malek singing. Uh, one would theorize he has a good voice because he is going to be playing Aladdin. But um, it's kind of partially him singing it. From what I know, it's it that that was all pre-recorded, Freddie. Uh, I think no. I think the only things that weren't were a couple of the um, like sit-down moments where he was playing around. There, it's a combination of him, some other singer that they got, they hired for the movie to be the singing voice, and Freddie. Um, really? Yeah, according to IMDb. That's disappointing. It is. Mm-hmm. But apparently he did... I think that might be him singing at, for the band, like when he first comes up and like does his little audition for the band when they lose their singer or whatever, in the back alley or whatever. But yeah, it was. I, I agree with you. It, it's... If you want to see the recreation of the concert, go see it in the theater. Otherwise, you can probably just wait for it. And it was disappointing that it wasn't him singing, but at the same time, sure. nobody can sing like Freddie Mercury. So and It's real hard. There's one person that I've heard today that gets even close. Uh, right. Brendan Yuri from Panic! at the Disco gets close. He ain't there, but he's close. Yeah, he's got the range. And it's not even necessarily about the range. It's just the, the, the sound of the voice. The guy, oh, yeah. the guy from The Darkness... I think um, he comes pretty close. Yeah. He comes pretty close, but I think the, the as far as uh, the dynamic performance within the voice itself, Brendan Urie is... I don't want to say that he's a spiritual heir to Freddy, but if I were forced to pick one. The vocals we hear in Bohemian Rhapsody are those of Malik mixed together with Mark Battelle, uh, who has previously won huge plaudits for his imitatable takes on Queen on YouTube and previous recordings of Freddie Mercury. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So it's the mix of the three. That's that's cool. Yeah, it, like, but I'm I'm with Kevin. It was disappointing that it wasn't him. Uh, well, 
but again, I my my take on that was I wouldn't expect it to be him. Or. It's it that's a hard voice to copy. Yeah, and um, I did really like uh, hearing. I, I loved hearing Queen all the Queen music, obviously, but yeah. um, the love song, uh, the one that he wrote for his wife who is the only person that knows where Freddie Mercury's ashes are uh, right uh, yeah it was I was I haven't heard that song in a long time because it's not it's probably not one of those my go to like queen songs Love of My Life Love oh, of My Life okay. um, and the, the gal who played life. Mary Austin uh, very good actress yes. was very, she was very endearing uh, very charming actress yep. I, I enjoyed her I did too um, so yeah so that was Bohemian cool. Rhapsody and this may sound weird, but if they ever put Supergirl into, like, the DCEU, I wouldn't mind her playing her. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Anything else on that? No. Should we go move to Nerd Grabs? Sure. Awesome. Anything? I don't know if you talked about this already. Uh, City Skyline? Have, we, have you talked about that mm-hmm. game? No. Okay. Um, so I picked up a video game called City Skyline. Uh, it's sort of a SimCity style game. Computer? Computer, yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't like Point too. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's what I've heard. Maybe yeah. so is Ian? I think maybe it's Ian. That's who I, I'm thinking of, who I heard about. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I'm playing through City Skyline right now. It is fun. It's very classic SimCity, for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's bits of it that are different. Definitely updated, mm-hmm. more modern. I think... I think what I like about it at this point is that it's bare, it's 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 SimCity greatest hits at this point. I haven't gone online and downloaded anyone's mods yet, which I know is a big part of the game. I just haven't done it yet. Um, I'm just playing through the base game currently. Really good. I I, I if you're a fan of SimCity, I recommend it. Cool. Yeah, that's what I got. Um, I picked up all sorts of games. Uh, Target was having a buy to get one. Oh, on, that's right. Uh, We're talking about board, board games, <laughs> video games, and movies. We actually just ended up picking up three board games. Uh, we picked up that Disney Villainous game, which yes. that I talked about a few months ago. Yep, which uh, we're, we're excited to play it. You haven't played it yet. We haven't played it yet. Well, well it's just been two of us, so. You can play, I think you can play two. It's not as fun as Board games are fun with more people. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also picked up Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems really fun. We're excited to try that one. Uh, we're a little disappointed that the pawns are just, they look like pawns. Oh. Which just oh. not the elephant and rhino. And, Boo. Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, but it was also inexpensive, so I guess I can't. It, it, sure. it didn't come in a big wooden case. You didn't hear drums? Or no, no drums. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, uh, the other one... <laughs> <laughs> the other one is uh, Utter Nonsense, uh, yeah. which is uh, a party game. Yeah, know. no, I know. Yeah, I, I have. So, so I'm talking to the audience, not you, I'm Rob. sorry. I'm just looking just... at you because I know you know it. Okay. Um, Utter Nonsense is you know, a party game, much like Cards Against Humanity, but uh, mm-hmm. it has to do with uh, saying phrases in different voices, accents, that kind of a thing. Hmm. Yep. It's so, super goofy. It's super what happens fun. if you can't do the accent? You fucking lose, man. You mean to <laughs> lose? Yep, fair enough. And so then the other thing I picked up, uh, which I was fighting myself over, and then finally gave in, was I picked up Diablo on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that a? It sounds like it was a bad purchase. It sounds like a terrible purchase. Oh right? yeah, totally yeah. horrible. Yeah, terribly horrible. Uh, for the audience at home, 
just before we started, Kevin literally was playing up until Nick hit record, and probably a little bit after. Probably a little bit after. I mean, it's Diablo. It's uh, Diablo is one of those games I like to play at really weird, random times. Uh, okay. So the ability to kind of take it anywhere is. Uh, Desirable, yeah. Um, and plus, I got a Ganondorf armor uh, for doing so. Ooh. I don't know what that means, but it sounds fancy. <laughs> Ganondorf is the main villain of Legend of Zelda. Yeah, okay, uh, and right. you can get basically his armor set with his head uh, oh. that wearable, so you can actually just play the game as Ganondorf as a necromancer, which is what I'm doing right now. That's but mm. though the transmog set is super expensive, so it's sure, it really sure. yet. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know the controls aren't uh, aren't too terrible at uh, getting the hang of it. wasn't uh, wasn't awful. The the co-op yeah. ability on the Switch is spectacular. So I'm pretty really yeah, nice. You can oh, that's good. Four player local, or you can do uh, kind of LAN it uh, oh, wirelessly. Sure. So hmm. sure, sure, nice. Something I forgot to talk about last time, actually the last couple of episodes, I picked up five power gloves. Yes, that's right, five. I'm, am I still able to buy one off of you? Yeah. Thank you. Because um, <laughs> why do I need I five? Still, I want to see the small ones. There's the small ones. Super weird. Yeah, so I got five. The right? Nintendo power gloves. Yes, right? Nintendo yes, power yeah. gloves. I got five of them from a friend. I got a really good deal off of them. Sure. And I was just going to buy one, and then I kind of threw out a price, and then he was like, well, you want all of them? I'm like... Sure. And they came in two sizes, large and small. And I didn't know that they came in two sizes, but they apparently come in a small size. Which, hmm. okay. It's kind of like a kid size. I mean, the the large one's normal size. Um, <clears throat> so I got that. And then I got about all of the accoutrement that goes with it. So not that I don't think you could really hook it up to a TV now, but... Uh, a flat screen, no, but if you can still get your hands on it, <coughs> you can see the TV. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You got some of those in the theater. I got some solo dice that aren't... Oh yeah, I saw that. The picture. air freshener ones? They're not air fresheners. They're metal. They were. No, the the live long and prosper was an air freshener. Oh, I I sure. swear in that post you said that the dice are air fresheners. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry if that's what it seemed like. <laughs> Kevin's got. Kevin's got He's got to cancel an Amazon order. Yeah. No, I, I I'm gonna double check. These, this these dice are just a little bit smaller than I was expecting. I got them off a of Geek, which is an app, which is a lot like Wish, where you can buy stuff fucking needs, you know, for oh, like boy. two bucks. But they're solid. They're like solid metal. They're die cast, yeah. Yeah, sure. but for two bucks, who the fuck cares? Um, but they're a little tinier than I normal. They're probably a slightly smaller than our normal set of dice. <laughs> Settle there. And uh, I didn't say or do anything. <laughs> so, you didn't say anything. But they're fun. I don't care. Oh, okay. Now I, I, it's because <laughs> I skinned your post. Okay. Changed out the live long and prosper air fresher for something a little more his style. Okay. Yeah. I I miss it. <laughs> Fine. It's okay. It's okay. I still love you. Um, and then I got uh, the tattoo that I got. <laughs> yeah, you did. You sure did. Let me tell you about getting a $25 tattoo. <laughs> I mean, off, off the record, I'm just going to say next time you get another one from Luke, maybe have him touch it up. That's what the plan is. So yeah. Luke, and I'm sure Luke will give me tons and tons of shit. But I saw the ones that you and Joanna got, and yeah. they looked fine. Like, yeah, I was like, ours look fine. I'm like, for a flash sale for 25 bucks, you know, like every tattoo artist does, how hard is it to fucking do four fucking lines? Here's my thing. Uh, I'm getting mine changed regardless. For, well, that's for fine. For personal reasons. But um, but whatever, it, it still looks fine. Yeah. And Joanna's looked fine. And yours are way more complicated than mine is. And all I got was the four little ghosts from uh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man, which a slight... It's on your arm, right? Right, it's on my inner arm. Oh. Um, with a slight modification of like a hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil type ghost. And then the last one, which looks like the ghost after you eat the power pills. Oh, sure. Um, I call him reality. 
Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Getting philosophical in this bitch. I am. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't edge lordy at all. So you can imagine you can imagine how simple this line work is, and somehow it it it's not good. There it overlaps are wrong. There's like you like when you stroked off not, not stroked off, that was bad. <laughs> So you stroked off. Continue. Given. So bitch. So like when he's doing the line and like you know you you leaving the, the the finishing the line part. There's like little parts that are waved off and and then the last ghost is just don't know how he fucked that one up, but the line is just horseshit and. Uh, it looks like he ran into a wall or something. Yeah, I'm gonna have Luke maybe do like a little door or portal, like it's disappearing or coming out of the door or whatever. Sure, I'm sure you can make it look fire regardless. Yeah, yeah right. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, super pleased. Sure, not super pleased. And I wrote a bad post on this on this place's Facebook, and he didn't post it. I'm assuming that all he does is because you have to authorize, you know, yeah. postings of stuff. All the ones that people have posted are all positive and five stars. Uh, and I did not give him five stars. I gave him, like, a star, because he can't give him no stars. And I said, you know, if I didn't know anything about line work and was an 18-year-old trying to get into my first tattoo and didn't know anything about what good tattoos and good line work was, then I would probably go to this guy. Uh, but I, he didn't post that for some odd reason. So Weird. I wonder why. Huh. I'm just, but there are no negative reviews. I'm just saying if mm. you, if like, for instance, if somebody wrote a negative review about our, our podcast, if it was... If it was just an honest opinion, then fine. If, if it was giving like bad facts, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, post it. But I think you should post that with a comment underneath from you and say, "Hey, here's your bad facts." Like I, I don't, I don't think it's unfair to I. I'm one of those people that that absolutely believes in the freedom of speech uh, for all. But if people want an honest opinion about good a business, they should read the good and the bad. Yeah. Like every time that I review, like I go to somebody's review page or some or a restaurant, I don't look at the good reviews. I look at what the bad reviews are. I, mm-hmm. I look at the, what the one star people reviews are because I want to see are they saying I I didn't like it because it was busy and I got bad service because it was busy and they, I had to wait an hour and a half for a drink. Well, it's fucking busy. Or no are you shit. saying that this happened right. because food right. or whatever? It, when did it let me bring my dog in? Right. Exactly. So I want to see what are they why why okay, are they Stacy? <laughs> that's why I want to see why are they why are they getting bad reviews and what the bad reviews are? Because I figured that's a more honest opinion, and or is it just a dumb, stupid? I couldn't get my tacos fast enough, or they were out of meat that day. Well, who the fuck cares? Mm, tacos. I don't mm, want tacos right now. Um, but uh, so I, that's just me personally. I think to get a to not, not much review of a place, you should uh, post both good and bad. Sure. So I, I, from what I've seen from uh, people getting stuff from this guy, uh, it's it's a little hit and miss. Um, oh. I I'm I'm pleased with my work. Uh, it needs a little touch up, but most tattoos at the end of the day do. Um, but as far as lines, my lines are fine. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, yeah, like I think it's I, I, from what I've seen though, it's pretty hit or miss with this guy. Yeah, well, all the ones that all the pictures that are on his. Uh they, uh, they all looked fine, and that's why I thought maybe, oh. That's why they're there, but. Right. Sure. <laughs> I, anyway. It's a $25 tattoo. I mean, I got, yeah. I got, I got my money's worth. Sure. 
I, uh, I had actually written out a very long post about all of the pictures I had been seeing of these $25 tattoos, and uh, I decided to delete it, because it just... I was like, you know what? Who cares? Yeah. But uh, I, I, hadn't, I had seen very few which really struck me as even okay. A lot of them look really amateurish, and I'm like, I, you know, I, I get wanting a tattoo at a good deal, but when you pay that amount, you really get what you paid for, mm-hmm. and that's on your skin now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, exactly. And but I went with what I saw. You know, I just it looked. I mean, how hard can a simple line be? I mean, that does. That's what confuses me. Like it's literally a, the outline, a couple eyes, and that's it. I mean, there's no complicated, nothing. <laughs> So that's what I mean. It's not a waffle clock for fuck's sake. So, God, it's good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He'll make it better. Captive Elements tattoos, you guys. Luke, um, Luke up there is is pretty great. Yeah, Captive Elements up in Blaine, Minnesota. Yep. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention was, like I mentioned earlier, the cast. Uh, like one of the the guy that plays Charlie Brown actually from the cast of Charlie Brown. He has a new podcast that he started called the uh, the Fandom Handbook, where they discuss in a roundtable setting. Um, if you are, are interested about a particular fandom, like how do you get into it? Because the example he gave me was like Parks and Rec. You can't just start at season one, episode one, because everybody always says, oh, get past the first season. So he's like, but if you see like these three episodes, you know, like season two, episode two, and then, you know, whatever, then if you like it, that'll probably hook you, you know. I started season one, episode one was, the, and well, after it had finished. Um, I didn't see Parks and Rec until after it was done, and uh, I, I didn't no either. issues. I loved it from start to finish. It was okay. But anyways, but it's about that, and kind of like, where do you, or the one that he tackled in this first episode was the Marvel Universe, because obviously with 20 movies, you know, if you want to see Infinity War and you haven't seen all of the movies leading up to that, where do you start, and which ones do you need to see? Which Blade one? Trinity. Which one? <laughs> yeah, right? Which ones Spider-Man can you skip? Three. Which ones can you skip? You know, which ones are not really part of any major part of the story? And uh, Howard the Duck. I want that new. I want a new Howard the Duck movie. I don't. No, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't want that at all. It's the little kid me, which I loved Howard the Duck when I was a little kid. I, Judge me if you want to. I don't care. I'm not. I understand where that's coming from. I just don't want it. <laughs> Well, I don't want. I don't want a remake of that movie. I just want a new Howard the Duck with a more sassy. Yeah. I want like the rated R Howard, Howard sure. the Duck, not the PG the Thirteen. Although it had uh, what's her name in like her the version underwear. from the comics. Yeah, yeah, Leah Thompson by the way. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Oh, yeah. She's a. Yeah. She's still Anyways. pretty attractive. She is. Uh, so is Elizabeth Shue. It's also one of those eighties stars yeah. that I really dug. I was also reminded of Leah Thompson because I was watching uh, Red Dawn, the original Red Dawn. The Wolverine. That's right. So good. Yes. So good. Wolverine. I've never actually seen that movie. You should see it. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so anything else? Anything else we need to pimp? Oh, I know what we're going to pimp. We're going to pimp... Uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show at Uptown Theater coming on the 24th that we will be doing the pre-show at, um, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving yeah. at the Uptown... Up... Up... Oh, fuck. I missed it. The Uptown Theater Thank in you. Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Yep. We will be there. Come see us. Come see the show. Come support Trinvestite Soup and their showing of the show. And yeah. have a good time. I think it'll be a good time. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a good movie. And this is going to be a late night for me. Interactiveness is... Are you guys going to stay after? Watch the movie? Maybe. Probably. Right. 
I probably will, because I have nothing better to do. I have no life. I'll tell you off the air why I may not. Fair enough. Alrighty then. So, other than that, you can find us on geekbynumbers.com. You can find the best threesome ever uh, on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find all of our other stuff at, uh, I guess, at geekbynumbers.com. Which includes digital and vellum, WD Carousel, podcast, or I don't think it's is it officially on there yet? Is that on there? Winner is you. Winner is you. Spoiler sort of. Spoiler sort of. Those all have to be added, but they're all. I don't know if uh, like the party. Carousel podcast is on. Villain coffee here. Or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Winner is you uh, is not. It's just on YouTube. Okay. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/friendship smuggler. And then you can find Spoiler Sword of it uh, on YouTube. You just have to look it up. We have a new logo, so find us there. So this has been Best Recent Ever, Episode 73. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. And we will see you some other time. <laughs> I don't know. He keeps changing the ending every fucking time. Three you gotta years. find one. Three years. Three years, you still haven't found one. The views held here by the nerds of Best Threesome Ever do not directly reflect the views of nerds everywhere. 